Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's uh, it's the darkest timeline, so uh, it's just me for the day. Uh, there'll be games, there'll be movies, there'll be TV, and uh, probably something from the last week. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the darkest timeline podcast. Here we go. Holy shitballs. Tired was a long time ago at this point. Oh, choking. Um, yeah, so, you know, I'm always like, oh, really tired. I'm drinking an energy drink to get through. I'm drinking a small one. I'm drinking a big one. Um, so far today, I had two cups of coffee this morning inside of an hour. Within an hour of that, I had a large coffee. How then? Was it within an hour of that, I'd had a large energy drink. And then about an hour ago, I had another large energy drink. I have got some juice right now because I'm thinking at this point, well, there there isn't enough caffeine in the world now. So I think... We're just going to have to go with the get through the rest of today and go to bed. Oh, what a week. Um, so this is the point where I tell you all the stuff that doesn't matter. I don't mean the whole podcast. I just mean the stuff that, you know, where I go. I normally record this on this day. But instead we're recording it on this day. Um, I normally record this podcast. One second. Uh, I don't know why that program does that. Um, I normally record this podcast on a Monday. You probably know this, and you probably know that that doesn't make any difference to when you get it. These podcasts are quite largely out of date. Um, as I keep saying, I'm probably going to do something about that, but I'm very scared that I'll do something about it and then, for some reason, can't do one and it gets it gets out of date the, the other way. Um, normally do this podcast on a Monday. This Monday, however, I was out, which we'll come to. Um, Tuesday was doing football and NFL podcast. Wednesday, coding. Today is Thursday. It feels, because of the fact that it is now near, it kind of feels like it's a week has passed. I looked at the list of stuff I had to talk about, and although it is still just a week's worth, it's this huge list. It was a busy week. Um, but now I'm like, by the time I get to Monday next week, it'll be like, hi, here's the podcast. It's five minutes. I'll see you next week. Who knows? Anyway, so this list is massive. It covers an entire screen on my phone. Um, there's... You see, there's stuff on here that that's not... Because it's happened nearly two weeks ago, it's not fresh in my mind, but it's still on the list. Um, so that's stuff that, that I might be able to fly through. Um, there is other stuff more current, more relevant, so on and so forth. Let's get started. Um, so, I had this thing recently where I was like, oh man, you know, I'm really trying not to bitch on the podcast because I sound like a whiny little bitch. 
but back in the dark depths of when I started doing this podcast, it was kind of about bitching and moaning and getting that out so that I didn't have to sort of deal with it as much. Um, You know, this podcast was kind of like a a therapy session. Um, But then I coded a lot of podcasts, had to listen to myself bitching about stuff. And I was like, oh my God, it sounds awful. So I made the decision to move away from that. In the last week, I've been a bit like, well, this was supposed to be the outlay for my bitching. I was supposed to get the bitching out. Um, So, there is something that has happened to me twice in the last week. And I'm going to bitch about it. And... If you don't like that, then that's up to you. But I'm giving you fair warning. There, there is a bitch session coming. Something that I have a pet hate. It's another one of my pet hates. Something that I think is massively unprofessional. As a business or a company or a service or anything like that it should be something that is stomped out because it is a a massively rude thing so two separate occasions i've been into shops in the last week it was still in the last week um and the person who has been serving me has been talking while serving me now initially you're like so fucking what but bear with me let me get through this so went into a shop Uh, i'm not going to use any names that's not important it was just a shop um long row of tills they're all like the person stands, then there's like a gap to put your shop in, and then there's the next till. So they're quite close together. Um, big long queue, what's queuing? My turn to move to the next available person. As I get there, the person who is supposedly about to serve me is talking to the person next to them. They are talking back, they are already serving someone. Immediately, I'm like, well, we've started this one off on the wrong foot because. As somebody who is there, who's being paid to do a job, your job at this point in time is to essentially welcome me to not so much the shop, but the the buying process. Um, So I was like, ooh, bad start. So, you know, there was a few, not a shed load of items. I think there was, I want to say four. But I feel that there was more for sort of... Oh, it was maybe like five items. Not a huge amount. Um, so loaded the items onto the little bit where you put your shopping. Tiny little space where you put your shopping. Um, and the, the the person went back to talking. And I'm like, oh, that's, that, that's two strikes. So, yeah. Admittedly, at this point in time, they didn't essentially have anything to do. Or, another way of looking at it is, 
half of the shopping was already in the little space. They could have started scanning that through. So then the scanning process commenced, not a huge long winded process because let's face it, there was five items. Oh, oh right, you're talking again. So essentially what you're saying to me is that you don't care that I, as a customer, am standing there being served by you, which at this point in time, I don't feel I am. I don't feel that you are serving me. I feel you are having a chat with your mate and you just so happen to be at work. So, comes to the point of like paying for the items and another conversation breaks out. And by this part, I'm like, this is, as an employer, that is unacceptable. I've worked in a variety of different businesses. I've worked in a variety of different situations. I tried to put myself in that position. I've worked in shops. I've worked with people that I've got on with really well. And I've worked with them where you've got nothing to do because there's no one to serve. You have a conversation. I've got no issues with that. I don't think you should be stood there like a robot waiting to serve people. Have a chat. Have a conversation. The moment... A customer arrives at the place you are supposed to serve them, enters the store, all of that, your conversation is done. I don't care if you're in the middle of a word, in the middle of a sentence or what, your conversation is over. Or it is put on pause until 15, 20 minutes down the line when you come back in contact with that person you work with and you are not serving someone. It is is rude and it gives a bad impression of the business in my opinion so a few days later i go to another shop now this is a shop that has i don't want to give too much away uh let's go with tills these tills are back to back. So there may be a conveyor belt. There may be a till with somebody sat at it and then a packing area. That may give some sort of hint at what sort of shop I'm talking about, but it doesn't tell you which company I'm referring to. So there. So you've got a till next to another till, but they are back to back. The person... Because let's face it, we know what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the fact that this person was talking. person would either have to do one of two things. Talk facing me whilst talk, actually talking to the person who sat behind them. Or would have to turn round to talk to the person sat behind them while supposedly serving me. Already at this point in time, I imagine you've guessed which one we're talking about. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The person who was quote-unquote serving me spent the entire transaction turning round to talk to the person behind them. Could they have been any less interested in serving me, the customer? I already know that I sound like a complete and utter bitch at this point, but... As somebody who has worked in different trades, different businesses, and some of those businesses are retail, admittedly, quite a while ago now, I cannot think of much that is ruder to a customer 
they're not serving them in the short amount of time that they are in that business in that room in that store whatever it is incredibly rude and let's face it if you work for a big company you are the you are the face of that company so i potentially might have a bad opinion of particular companies now for allowing that to be a situation what is it tom quinn always says it's a place of employment not enjoyment too freaking right so there that's that is my bitch i got my bitch out there are a few other bits um but i feel that is the bitchiest of all the bitch um so here's something that is super cool super cool i was proper like almost crying with laughter when i saw this so uh now then how long ago will it have been last last week well, i'm gonna go with that um i saw that there was a trailer for the new star wars tv series the mandalorian uh oh god how do i go through this so i used to be a big star wars fan like everybody like every single person on the face of the earth i was a star wars fan back when star wars was good which let's face it was a long time ago now um star wars you know a new hope everybody strikes back return of the jedi great everybody loved it in the 80s i had the toys um and then years later played the games uh, i still have on display in my house a full-size replica of darth vader's lightsaber it's on a stand i think it's cool um so that's the sort of level i'm at i'm i'm not i'm not a super star wars geek but i'm a star wars fan of the good stuff which is fleeting these days um i don't sit and wait for the trailer for the new movie to come out i don't rush out to see the new movies at the cinema because i work on the principle they're going to be shit and so far i haven't been wrong i mean people will try and tell me that oh, now that i get I, this is the thing i can't remember the names of them there was the last jedi the force awakens rogue one was okay but if you ask me what happened in it now i couldn't tell you a single thing solo the first 20 minutes was awful the rest where they basically ripped off the firefly episode where they do the train robbery that was good i wonder why um i know there's been like tv series uh, uh, here's an example the game that i'm really looking forward to at this point in time is the new star wars game super looking forward to it really excited it looks great everything i've heard sounds amazing it'll be awful that's how it works so i saw there was a trailer for this new tv series the mandalorians and i was like meh it's star wars so i don't massively care but i've got a few minutes to kill so i'll have a little look put it on started watching it 
sometimes there was like a tiny cog somewhere in the back of my mind that started spinning going there's something about it there's something about it there's something about it couldn't didn't really think too much about it but some like a tiny tiny little cog somewhere in the back of my mind started spinning so i'm watching it and i'm watching it and i'm watching it and you know and then like the odd person pops up and it's like all oh, right there in it cool and you know it looks fine it looks very star wars um excuse me it yeah i mean it, it looks star wars without the jedis i guess which i mean I don't know. I guess that's what people want now. Star Wars without the Jedi's, without the Sith. Yeah? Cool. Um I knew the trailer was getting to the back end. I was like, okay, you know, I I'm not I'm not gonna rush out and subscribe to Disney Plus so that I can watch this programme. That's kinda that's kinda that for me. And then somebody popped up in the trailer and I was like, What the, what the and at the point that I saw this person pop up in the trailer, the tiny little cog that had been spinning in the back of my mind caught. And I was like, holy shit. I remember a story about this. Completely lost my mind. Had to run through. Um, I was like, I was saying to Leanne, I was like, oh my God, you've got to look at this trailer and tell me if you recognise anyone. Um, she didn't. She thought that it was like, 10 other people before she actually worked out who it was. Um, so, in the trailer is Bill Burr. Or, as we like to call him in our house, Uncle Billy. I say to the baby, should we listen to some Uncle Billy? Obviously she says yes. She loves it. And we put Bill Burr's podcast on. So, I'm like, holy shit. And, he looked freaking badass in the trailer. He's shooting guns. He's got like a shoulder cannon, like Predator. He looked awesome. It was badass. So I'm like, I remember the story about this. Saw a thing where he was doing an interview where somebody had asked him something. And he'd said that he, he knows John Favreau. They were having a conversation. He, John Favreau's like, I want to put you in something. I've got these projects coming up. Work for Disney, doing Star Wars stuff. Bill Burr's like... That's a good one. You do know that I'm synonymous through the podcast for having... It's not a hatred for stars, but he takes the piss massively. John Favreau's like, yeah, I know. That's why I think it will be funny to put you in something that is Star Wars. Because when people who know you see that, they'll lose their mind and it'll be hilarious. So... There's me sitting there watching this trailer going, oh my God, I can't believe it. It was cool. I've gone back and watched the trailer a few times. The The trailer really doesn't do anything for me other than I go, it looks all right. Um, but the fact that Bill Burr's in it and the way he's in it, it's just brilliant. And I was like, that is definitely worth a mention. Um, so I made a note of it and I wrote it down. Um... Right, so I've got two things here. If I'm honest, it, there was a point where I thought I might have to cut this podcast down. And if I'm honest, these were the two things that I thought about cutting out of it. Uh, the first one being is that this was a conversation that I was having in a WhatsApp group. Um, and I was like, do people care? Um, but I had a conversation in a WhatsApp group about 
companies selling data. And it wasn't about that. It was about companies collecting data. And it was a very divided sort of conversation where I was like, but that's bad. Why is it bad? Well, they collect your data of which they can collect loads. We're talking about like mobile phones. They can collect your data of which there is a lot. Your phone knows a lot about you. It knows your name, your date of birth, where you live. Um, if you're talking about things like iPhones, the way that they're unlocked is they take they essentially take a picture and that picture is corresponding to your location they have your browsing history your emails your text messages your facebook your twitter all the, all the social media everything these things are tracking devices they they collect data and they know where you are at all times mine will now tell me where my car is um surprisingly not when i need to know like the one point in time i was like where's the car my phone's like what car's that then i'm like the car i parked five hours ago it's like uh, i don't know what you're talking about mate it's like cool i've lost a car wonderful um so i'm like your phone collects all of this data and then they sell the data to absolutely everyone as like, if you've ever looked, if you've ever gone onto one of these websites that wants you to opt in, opt out for all your data stuff, and it's one of the ones that makes it incredibly difficult for you to opt out by saying, oh, well, if you're going to opt out, we're going to not give you a button to not opt out of all. You're going to do it manually. If you try and do it manually, you'll be there from now until Christmas 2023. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of companies that your data gets sold to look into it go to one of these things go to one of these privacy things and look at it look at what they do with that data um so i i think my biggest issue with it is i i don't want people making money off me Data, data selling and data mining is big, big business, big business. Uh, and then there's the, there's the legal stuff and there's the illegal stuff, you know, people that sell credit card numbers. Um, so it's big business. And I don't want somebody making money off me. I'm not a number. I'm not a stat. I'm not a collection of data. I am me. I don't want you making money off me. So... The conversation went along the lines of, oh, I'm fine with it. Like, why would you be okay with a company selling absolutely everything about you to other companies? Well, I've got nothing to hide. It's, like, it's not about that. It's not about hiding stuff. It's not like, I'm not sitting there going, oh my God, you know, they're, they're going to take all of your secrets. and that. It's not about that. It's about companies making money off you. Oh no, I prefer it. I'm like, what is this? I prefer it because it allows the company that owns my phone to better serve my needs. I lost my mind at that point. I was like, what is this conversation? So somebody told me the other day that they were happy for their phone to collect all of this data because it meant that in future they would get better phones. 
at that point in time, I was like, this conversation is over. Because I was like, I can't have a conversation with you if you believe that that is the smallest part. Or the biggest part is, oh, I can get a better phone if they if they collect all this data. Yeah, that that's it, isn't it? <sighs> so yeah, selling data is bad, people. Look it up. <clears throat> uh, back into the phone where I keep my... Uh, where I keep all my notes about my podcast. Uh, just just delete the selling data bit. Um, so games normally comes a little bit later in the um, in in the podcast, and this isn't. I'm not talking about a game I played. I'm talking about a game company. Um, so Bethesda, personal favorite of mine. Such a fantastic company of people. They're so good. They're so great. They're they're, they're good at what they do. They they release great games. Bethesda have had a load of shit recently because they released a subscription service to a broken game. Um, I think it's like Fallout 76 or Fallout First or something. Or is that what the subscription service is called? So they released Fallout 76, which is apparently don't know i haven't played it because of all the fact that it because of the reviews and the fact that apparently it was just so broken bethesda like to do this thing they like excuse me they like to release a game that is hella broken and go oh you fix it to the public which the public generally do and then bethesda get all of the updates and all the fixes that the community have done and then just release it as an update to fix the game well done, Bethesda. Um, my common thing I say to people is, uh, name the last good game Bethesda released. Um, somebody, I said that to someone the other day, and they tried to tell me that Rage 2 was a good game. I was like, uh, where would you like me to start on that statement? Um, so, Bethesda released a subscription service to a broken game. Congratulations to them. And then, um, didn't secure the domain name for their for their latest game. So somebody else bought it. So as a massive games company, whose job was it to go out and secure the domain names for the games? Because you'd think that somebody would have had the job and somebody would have done it. So apparently a disgruntled uh, gamer has bought the website and has then started posting anti-Fallout um, stuff all over this website. Uh, sounded hilarious until I heard that apparently the site's been taken down, which I'd love to know how that's been done. Um, but yeah, for a company like Bethesda, who a long, long long time ago used to release really good games um they haven't released a really good one everybody would say doom 2016 and i'd be inclined to agree but they haven't released anything of any merit for a long time um yeah i mean for a company who is struggling badly they're not helping themselves in any way shape or form 
Um, I would I would happily see them go out of business. I don't think the games world is going to hugely miss them, especially in a situation where somebody will probably buy the Doom property and do it just as well. I don't think it's Bethesda that are making that game what it is. Obviously, it's them that make it, but, you know. Anyway, moving on. So, um, had a super busy week. Um, that super busy week involved uh, trips out. And I'm going to tell you about it. So, Saturday. Saturday. Um, went to Manchester because I was going to see some stand-up. Went with Magic Mike. Me and Mike left in the afternoon because I wanted us to get there with plenty of time. I hate driving to Manchester when it's busy. Um, so we went in the afternoon, which was good because it was torrential rain as it is every single time I drive to Manchester. But I'm used to that now, so hey. Uh, the drive was awful, torrential rain. Um, drove there, went to Tim Hortons. Oh man, that place. So good. Uh, had hands down the single best cup of coffee I've ever had in my life. Had a maple latte. Holy shitballs. It was amazing. Um, bought some donuts to bring home for the peoples. Um, that was, you know, expensive. Not because it's expensive, because we got a lot. Um, hung around in Tim Hortons, had a sit down coffee, uh, had a donut, cool times. Drove over to Salford, which turned out was actually where this gig was. Um, had a wander around, went into a shopping centre, had a wander around there. Went over to the venue, uh, which was the Lowry in Salford, which is in Media City, which I, I didn't overly realise until we sort of actually got there and it's like, oh, there's, there's ITV, there's BBC. Um, so so had a wander around there and that was pretty cool. Went to this place, went in. Oh, you can't use my mobile phone whilst the performance is on. Fine, I have no intention of using my mobile phone while the performance is on unless I would, was inclined to take a picture. Um, so we went in, found our seats. By the time we got to our seats, we sort of had a bit of a feeling that there was something a little bit amiss. Reason being is that the stage and the microphone was miles away. I said to Mike, I, like, I feel like when I went to see the NFL at Wembley and I was in the second to last row. The, the Lowry is, in a lot of ways, a really nice building. And it's got a really interesting sort of, basically, like, individual doors for individual sections. So we had to go to, like, door G. So, as I'm sure you know how the alphabet works. Um, you know, and it was up all these flights of stairs. And it's like, oh, it's, you know, it's an interesting concept to get you to, like, your section. Um 
but then looking down from where we were again uh, we were like second to last row in this building and just couldn't work out why they've laid it out like that there was like you know like the ground floor then you'd go up a level but you'd go up a level like 30 feet and then there's more seats and then you go up another level another 30 feet set back more seats and so on and so forth until you get to like where we were which was like g second from the back row the microphone stand was if we held your thing your finger and your thumb up it was two inches tall so if you think about how tall a microphone stand is you know it's nearly as tall as a performer think how big that person was going to be um we watched the um oh man i can't think of the guy's name there was a support act um no can't think uh, i want to say josh maybe uh, part of me wants to look it up, part of me is like, it doesn't matter. Um, and then there was like an interval. The whole time they're playing this recording about how you can't use your phone. Uh, and it was like supposed to be like comical, but it was just pissing people off. Uh, obviously to watch people being told that there was going to be like an hour where they couldn't use their phones. People were losing their minds. Um, and just getting that last little bit of phone. Gotta get that last little bit of phone before they take it away from me. And they were saying, if you've seen using your phone, you're going to get thrown out. Um, so there was a little interval. And then, did I even say who I'd gone to see? We went to see Tom Segoia. Um So Tom Segoia came out. So, the venue's already a bit of a... Uh, me and Mike had a conversation like whilst the support act was on like when you try and focus on the person like so you can get like a nice clear view kind of made you go a bit dizzy because of how far away they were and the way it was all sort of laid out and stuff um so yeah watch Tom Segura so when I went to see Bill Burr last time it was a proper like rolling around in the aisles kind of funny when i went to see bill burr the time before it was the same laugh lot when i saw the stand-up special from the not the last time but the time before i didn't think it was as good as i remember it being live uh, and if if asked now i would say that it was that's possibly his weakest stand-up which potentially means that the live effect, seeing it live, had a different effect and made it seem funnier than it maybe was. Still good, just not his best. Whereas, seeing Bill Burr last time, proper like tears kind of funny. Seeing his stand-up special, I've reviewed it already and said, it is potentially his best stand-up he's ever done. It's fantastic. So, But that's the last stand-up i went to see saw tom cigar been a big fan for a long time podcasts his stand-ups are exceptional thoroughly enjoy his stuff 
his interaction with Burt Kreischer and the fact that you know him and like Joe Rogan, Burt Kreischer, Irish Affair, all them do the sober October. Fantastic. The thing that struck me was I was trying to relay this information when I was sort of saying how it was like the next day, and I was saying there was kind of like three or four different laughs. So there was like joke is told, and you go, huh, cool. Then there was like the hmm, that's all laugh. Then there was like the <laughs> nice, and then I won't do it because you know. But then it's like the proper laugh. But what what struck me quite early on and, and quite a lot was that there wasn't as many of, of the rolling around laughing as there was, <laughs> or hmm. And I described it as there were some bits that were very good. But it felt like a comedian who was working shit out. It didn't feel, you know, it certainly wouldn't be special ready. If that was his stand-up special, I would say that it would be heavily cut down. There felt like a lot of filler, a lot of stuff that didn't really work, didn't really land. It was a really bizarre experience. It really was. It felt like... It just felt like he was just trying stuff to see what would land. It feels like what I hear comedians talk about, like when they're they're getting they're putting their hour together. That's the quote unquote thing. They're putting their hour together, and they talk about you know you go out one night, and you try some stuff, and it works, so you keep it. Then you try it again, and it doesn't work, and you have to work out why. And you try other stuff, and that really works, and then other stuff doesn't. That's what it felt like. It felt like he was just trying stuff to see what would what would stick. It was. It wasn't a bad experience by any stretch. It just felt a little bit off. Also the fact that although people have been told that they couldn't use their phones, it's the same same as always. I always say the same thing when I go to live events. People just up and down all over the shop all the time through the entire show. I remember back in the, you know, when I was a kid and growing up and stuff, it was like, when you're going somewhere like that, you went in, you went to the toilet before you went in, you went in, you sat down, you shut up, you watched what you'd gone to see, and then you left. And if you really need to, you went to the toilet afterwards. People up and down everywhere. There's points where I couldn't see, because people were up and down. Somebody gets up in the middle of a row and 19 other people have to get up to let them out. It's like, d did you need to go? Did you need to go to the toilet because you've had to sit for 30 minutes? It, a, a concept that truly baffles me. Uh, anyway, I feel at this point in time I should point out that I am quite tired. I feel ratty. Um, I feel that is coming across quite a lot. Um, me and Matt left. We went back. We paid for the parking, which was absolutely astonishing. Uh, people say parking in York is expensive. They've not parked at that particular car park in Manchester, apparently. Um, yeah, it was expensive. 
So we drove back to Tim Martin's to get a, a road coffee. Um, so we did that. And then we drove back. And we had a chat on the way back. And I dropped back off and I got home. And it was late. And I uh, played VR games. So that was Saturday. Sunday was Sunday. Brings us to Monday. Um, Monday was a normal day. Uh, however, I was going out in the evening. That's why the podcast didn't have. Um, but I had um, I had parent-teacher night to go to, um, which was interesting. Um, and then I had to I had to drive to the school. Reason being is that. I had to go to parent-teacher evening, and the only appointment, the earliest appointment I could get was five. I had to be in Manchester for seven. It's an hour and a half drive anyway, and that would be if you weren't trying to do it at rush hour, um, which I was. So I drove to the school, went to see the teacher, jumped back in the car, and set off to Manchester. Um, if I thought the rain was bad on Saturday, uh, the torrential downpour Monday night was that bad. It was one of those where the windscreen wipers couldn't keep up. It was torrential. The motorway was an absolute shit show because of it. It was just, it was off the charts. Bad weather-wise. But hey, I was driving to Manchester. What did I expect? Um... Got over there, turned out when I looked on a map, turned out that the place I was going on Monday night was like a bit further down from where I'd gone on Saturday night. I was like, wow. So I was like, sod it, freeze, I'm going to park in the same place. That's that. As it was, I found a different place to park. <coughs> was like, this place will definitely be cheaper. It was not. And at that point, I didn't really care. So I just paid it and moved on. Uh, walked quite away. Um, I'm surprised there wasn't any parking nearer, but hey, past Old Trafford um, and got in the queue to go to see Machine Head. Now then, saw Machine Head not long ago. Did a review of the Machine Head gig, um, but they were back. Reason being, 25th anniversary of the first Machine Head album, Burn My Eyes. They were doing two shows essentially they were doing a normal gig where they play all the songs and then they were doing burn my eyes in its entirety um, i believed it was the other way around it wasn't something that was interesting was that nearly the entire version of machine head that did burn my eyes were reforming to do the performance for um burn my eyes so basically what they were doing was for the show it was machine head now and then for burn my eyes it was all of machine head who did that album minus the bass player who was just the, the normal bass player um never been to this venue before it was the o2 victoria warehouse um got their massive queue i'd seen something earlier in the day that was like, oh, don't forget, if you've got O2 priority, you can get in by using the O2 queue. 
I'm on the phone talking about it, and then this guy was like, has anybody got O2? I was like, yeah, me, mate. He's like, oh, go to the front then. I was like, sweet. Walked down, joined a very short queue, uh, showed them my O2 thing, uh, and got in like 10 minutes later, which was cool. Um, a plus and a minus here. The venue, big open space, like it was, it was a warehouse. Um, Sound-wise, exceptional. The sound was meaty as hell, super bassy. I really like like the bassy stuff, and just meaty as hell. Um, which made up for two downsides. One, it was all on the same level, so. I stood like quite far back and couldn't see anything. Literally, like because you've got people of varying sizes. The short version is it should slope towards the front ever so slightly so that if you stood towards the back, you can still see. It didn't. It was one level, so I could barely see. And I'm not. I'm not short. I'm reasonably tall, but yeah, it was like, oh, that's interesting. Also, machine had used a stage setup. That has a lot of bright lights, a lot of white bright lights. So it's like, oh, I'll take a picture. Cool, that's some lights. Oh, I'll try and see what's going on. Oh, now I'm blind. A um, couple of negatives there. So they did a full show. They came on at eight. They'd been very clear. Don't don't be late. There's no support. They were essentially their own support. Um, don't be late turn up we're going on at eight so i got in about half seven i think found a reasonably good space um like a corner near a wall and stuff cool some some people milling around and stuff um and yeah i'm, I'm part of me thinks them well i wouldn't say i wouldn't say they came on early but i'm pretty sure they were like eight o'clock on the nose they were on stage <coughs> they did Two hours. That's right. They did two hours. Show. They did a two hour show. They didn't. They did an hour and 50 minutes. And said that they were going to go off for 10 minutes. Um, so an hour and 50 minutes. So that was like cool. Um, they did. I mean they did the sort of stuff you'd expect. Um, you know. They have a massive back catalogue at this point in time. You know. It's one of those. They can do one song off each album. And fill that time. Um, everything you'd expect anybody who's a machine head fan um, all the all the good ones all the classics uh, they went off for 10 minutes they came back on um, they did Burn My Eyes so Burn My Eyes has got 11 tracks on it it's run time is 56 minutes uh, one of those tracks is just like a load of sounds and like recordings and stuff, which they actually played before they started. It's like, yeah, fair enough. It's like, it's like the second to last track. So they did that. Then they played nine more tracks. Then before playing the last track, they did like this medley of, um, Iron Maiden, Metallica, Slayer. Um, but that went on for like 20 minutes. 
Um, and then they played the last track. Then they did the sort of thanking everybody, taking a big picture and throwing stuff out into the crowd. And then they went. Three and a half hours of Machine Head. If you're a Machine Head fan, like I am, that sounds great. If you are not a Machine Head fan, that might sound like a lot. Uh, American bands have this thing that British audiences can't do long gigs. I heard this thing years ago that there was like bands, American bands would play for like three and a half hours in America without batting an eyelid. And then they'd come to the UK and do an hour and a half. Um, I think Machine End are more of a, if you want to hear it, we'll play it sort of band. Um, so three and a half hours to them is just like a normal show. Um, they're already selling tickets for next year. So, Bear My Eyes is a fantastic album. I loved hearing it sort of being done again live. Um, it kind of ages me a bit because I remember it being released and listening to it uh, originally. Um, the, the, the gig in itself was just monumental. It was a huge thing. Great to see. Um, if I'm honest, I was in a bit of a funk when I got there. Um, I was already at the start of being tired. That was like, like I say, that was Monday and it's Thursday now. Um, I'd had like, yeah, um, like before setting off, I'd had some sort of stuff, not stuff, uh, just like, like I say, I had things to do before leaving and those things didn't go so well. Um, so then I had to sort of get in the car and drive for an hour and a half, which is more like two hours. And those two hours were in torrential rain on the M62 um, in rush hour. So imagine what that's like. Then I get there. I don't really know where I'm going. And I had to walk for like 25 minutes. Then I get there. All this is, you know, I'm on my own as well, which in itself is quite a thing. Um, you know, it's a bit sad, isn't it? I want to go on my own. Um it, that it, that is what it is. I go to gigs on my own now. Um, so yeah, at the start of it, I'm like, I'm not in the not really in the mood for this. And you know, I got into it as it went along. But three and a half hours later, I'm like, cool. Now I've got to walk back to the car and then drive home. Wait. So yeah, it was a bit. There's no reflection on the gig. The gig was fantastic. It was just a bit of a. A bit of a day. Um, I did treat myself by going to Tim Hortons on the way. I didn't go on the way there because I didn't have the time. But I did go on the way back because 24 hours. Got a coffee for the road to keep myself awake. I also got a cold drink, an ice cap. It's like a like a chocolate, lushy smoothie thing, but it had coffee in. Super nice. Uh, the lady did get my coffee order wrong, so I ended up drinking like I think it was mint. Still nice. Um, jumped in the car, drove back, and it was just. I I love driving back from Manchester 
at like 11, 12 o'clock at night because it's just smooth sailing. Stick the cruise control on, set it at 70 and away you go and you've got like 30 miles of 70 miles an hour and then next thing you're turning off to come back home. And it's still 70 until you hit literally the turning off to come to the house. Um, so, you know, that was that. Again, I didn't get home until... It was like two in the morning or something and I can never go straight to bed after driving at night. Um, so I just sort of chilled out and went sort of half two. But, you know, in this day and age, getting old, um, can't do the can't do the late nights the way I used to. So next thing it's like Tuesday, it's back to normal doing the days and... Um, I've just been, just been getting more and more tired as the week's gone on. Um, but yeah, that was that was my trips out. My day trips out, my night trips out, etc, etc. Okay, let's talk some fun stuff. Um, I'm trying to think what... Oh no, man. I've written that in the wrong place. That's why. I'm like, I was going to talk about a TV programme that I'm currently watching. So I'm like... Why would I talk about something I'm currently watching? Why wouldn't I be talking about something that I've watched? I've written it in the wrong place, that's why. So, I think last time we talked about Bojack Horseman. Uh, I'm trying not to look stuff up on the podcast. I'm going to say that the current series is Series 8. If I'm wrong, it's Series 6. And if I'm wrong, then I've no fucking idea what, what series it is. I'm going to say Series 8. Let's go with that for now, until somebody tells me I'm wrong. Uh, so, Bojack Horseman was one of those, it was back in the infancy of Netflix doing their own stuff, there was this program that appeared. Bojack Horseman, animated thing. I saw some trailers, because Netflix showed trailers. And it looked odd. It was like animals, humans, humans, animals. I didn't get it. Um, didn't bother with it. By the time it got a third series, I was like, what is the deal with this program? Why do they, Why does it keep getting more series? Somebody must be watching it for it to get more episodes and stuff. I'm like, hmm, maybe it's time to check it out. Which I did. And I enjoyed it. And I watched the series that were available. And then every time a new one comes out, I watch it. And I think I said last time, it's a really enjoyable program. But it is hands down the darkest thing I've ever seen. And it, it, it it's one of those that you think... Like, I look at it now and I'm like, how have they managed to get away with it? I mean, obviously it's animated, but it's so dark. Um, this latest series suffered the... The main character goes to rehab. Um, Bojack Horseman goes to rehab. That's what the series was about. Um... I kind of would have hoped that they would have learned from programs like House. There was a series where House went to rehab. And... Another program, I was talking about it the other day. There's another program where the main character's taken out of the... out of the program, and it's like... All the other characters are supporting characters. They're not the main character. 
You know, the program's called Bojack Horseman. The program was called House. You know, when you take the main character out, the supporting characters aren't enough to keep the program afloat. Obviously, Bojack was still in it. But he had his story. He was in rehab and everything that goes with that. Um, it felt very much like they'd maybe not... The progression for Bojack's character to go to rehab, I fully agree with and support. But not from a entertainment perspective. From a character perspective, yes. Um... They did an episode and I was like, oh God, we've come to this. The episode where there are people in the house, but the person who actually owns the house don't know they're there and they've got to like run between the rooms whilst the person's not looking. They did that episode. It was like, oh, what's next? A musical episode. You really have run out of ideas. Right up until I watched the last episode and then it flashed up on screen saying... The final episodes for Bojack Horseman will be aired in January. So they've clearly seen this themselves and they've gone, it's time to end this, so let's end it. Which I was like, oh wow, that's a, a shock. But I kind of like when, when things like that happen. You know, you have programs that just flog the dead horse in the hope that it's going to come back to life. Irony being the whole Bojack is a horse. Um, but they've obviously chosen to to end it, which in a lot of ways is, is a good thing. Um, it feels like a program that I'll probably go back and watch from the beginning again when it finishes. Um, like I say, I think it's Series 8, not the strongest of the series, um, but still enjoyable to watch. Um, I'd certainly recommend it if you haven't seen it. I'd certainly recommend it as a program to watch. Uh, it's good. It's really good, but it's super dark. So, I finished that and I started watching another Netflix original, Daybreak. I'm not going to review it because I haven't finished it. I'm so many episodes in. I don't know how many episodes there are. Um... Part of me was feeling like I kind of hoped it would be like one of these ones that's like six episodes or, you know, nine episodes, ten episodes, something. Feels like I've probably watched more than that already, so it's not going to be one. It's probably going to be a, I don't know how many they do these days, 20-something episodes. Um, that's not a bad thing. It's just you're kind of locked in and they're 45-minute episodes, so I'm going to be watching this for a while um again not a bad thing it's one of these it's based on a comic book graphic novel um it's super meta there's a lot of fourth wall breaks there's a lot of it takes the piss out of itself and things like it it really sort of addresses the way that tv and movies and things are made uh matthew broderick's in it um, I can say he's the only, he's not the only person I recognise, I recognise another guy who I think was in the league, I think he was like a bully in the league, 
Um, he was literally in an episode. Um, Matthew Broderick's been very good in it. Um, he's another one of those that he disappeared from the public eye. Pretty sure I know the reason why that was. Um, find it interesting that he's sort of resurfaced. Um, but he's very good in it. Uh, it's it's enjoyable. It's really good to watch. I'm really enjoying it. Um, there's a lot of. It's very modern. Um, you know, they've got the 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 these, these very modern characters. Um, so it's cool. It's it's good. I'm enjoying it. I'm not going to review it because, um, like I say, I'm only part way through it. Um, but I will review it when I'm done with it. Um, I watched two films. I watched Men in Black 3. Now, by no means a new movie, and by no means a film that I have only just seen. I've seen it many, many times. Uh, but I did watch Men in Black 3. Um, I really enjoy Men in Black 3. It's one of those... That I like the Men in Black series, but if you said to me, "Oh, let you know, let's watch a film, let's watch a Men in Black film," I'm going to tell you to watch Men in Black Three. I'm going to say, "Let's watch Men in Black Three. I used to love the first one, but I've seen the first one a gajillion times, um, and the second one, I remember being okay, but not as good as the first, and not as good as the third. I like the third because it's a bit more current and it's got like it's got other people in. Um, Josh Brolin's in it, which always makes a makes a movie slightly better. Um, yeah, just like there's just various other people in it. It's very enjoyable. There's that guy, um, famous for Flight of the Concord, but I know him better from his like musical stuff. I, he he's the crab in Moana. Um, and he's fat in Rick and Marty. Um, it's just a super enjoyable film. I saw something at the end, and then and then I made a massive mistake. I saw something at the end, and I the the writer of the film flashed up, and I thought that it said Ethan Cohen. And I am sure that I have told two, three, four people in in the last week. Did you know that Ethan Cohen wrote Men in Black 3? I didn't know that. I can't believe it. It's practically a Cohen Brothers movie. Something didn't feel right about that. And a few days later, I looked it up and it turned out not Ethan Cohen. Etan Cohen. E T A N Cohen. You can see the mistake. Weirdly, looked him up on IMDb and his trivia is. Not related to the Cohen brothers. That's that's the only piece of trivia. It's like shit. Then I had to go around all the people that I was like, you know, it was Ethan Cohen, and say, hey, I looked it up and it wasn't Ethan Cohen. But there's one person, and I don't know who it is, that I told that Men in Black Three was written by Ethan Cohen, and they still don't know that that's not true. And I feel like that information is out in the world now, and I've sent out poor information. Um, so if you are the person that I told and you're listening to this, 
It's not Ethan Cohen. And you now need to go find anybody you told and correct them. Um, yeah, watch Men in Black 3. I did watch a new movie. I think I mentioned that I was going to watch this film. And I did. I watched Dolomite. Which I believe the full title is Dolomite is my name. Um... I've never seen the, the Dolomite film, but it is available on Amazon Prime, and I thought I should probably watch it. Um, again, a Netflix original, but uh, this has got uh, Eddie Murphy returning to acting, uh, Wesley Snipes returning to acting. Um, oh God, what's his name? Is it... Keenan Peel? That is probably not his name at all. Um, right, so it's... Uh, that's it. Uh, it's Dolomite is my name, is, is what it's called. Keegan Michael K. Uh, so it's got Eddie Murphy, Keegan Michael K, Mike Epps, Craig Robinson, uh, anybody else... Freaking Snoop Dogg's in it. Must be good. Uh, da, 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 da. Anybody else that stands out before I put this down? Wesley Snipes. Chris Rock's in it, very briefly. Um, yeah, nobody else is jumping out there. So, yeah, uh, an enjoyable film. Uh, I don't really know the story until I'd watched it. Um, Eddie Murphy plays a guy that... I think he just wanted to be famous. Um... So, he's had, like, various different careers. He works in a record shop. He wants to put out a comedy album. He talks to, like, all these homeless guys and gets all these, like, not quite one-liners, but these sort of... I don't know what you'd call them. Just, like... I can't really describe it. Um, supposedly jokes. I didn't find a single one of them funny. Um... But it was it must have been like the seventies or something, um, and it was just he just says these things and, and people laughed. So he records an album which gets released, does very well, keeps going like that. Next thing, he's gonna make a movie. They're gonna make a movie, Dolomite movie. This is the character that he played, this Dolomite. Um, so they're gonna make a movie, and basically it's just a terrible movie made with a short a uh, small budget and a uh, un, unexperienced film crew uh and then they struggle to get it released and they can't get it released and then they manage to release it um like to individual cinemas uh and then it gets bought and so i i kind of feel like i might have ruined it there um a lot more happens than that uh it was really enjoyable i enjoyed it i was like a a, a, a I don't know, a come good story. One where, you know, somebody's struggling and then they, they you know, they come come good at the end. Um, it was enjoyable. I'd thoroughly recommend it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, so that's the movies that I've been watching. So, let's talk some computer games. Um, VR got a new vr game i'm hoping to get a new vr game today because there's one that's been released brand new which is called pistol whip 
which is like Beat Saber, but with guns. Um, so, you know, cool. Um, but I did get a game, not a, not a new one, but new to me. Uh, Drop Dead Dual Strike Edition. That's right. Lots of words. Um, zombie shooting game uh, with time travel elements. You do these levels. Uh, it said that I think it said that there was like forty levels in the game, which is a lot. Admittedly, the levels are quite short. Um, something I will say is, uh, me and zombies have a bit of a mixed history. I don't, I, I kind of don't really like zombies in some ways. Love watching a zombie movie. Love zombies in that sort of thing. Um, but like actual you know, kind of dealing with zombies. I'm a bit. Eh. Um, I have this fear that I'm going to be the guy that gets bitten, like opening a door, sort of. You know, I'm going to be the guy that dies in a really lame way. I think that gives me a weird fear of zombies. <coughs> so playing a VR experience, oh, it's not an experience; it's a VR game with zombies. There have been a couple of points in time where I've sort of like been, you know, shooting a zombie over to the right. Turn to the left and there's like a zombie right in my face. And it's like, whoa, proper. Like, there's been a few scares. Um, it's loads of fun. I've got so far and it's really hard. And I've just got up to a mission where um, it's got a thing where you can fail at the end of the mission. And I keep failing at the end of the mission. And then, it, like I say, it's got this time travel element. So you can just travel back through time and start again. But that means you have to do the whole mission again. And like I say, it's quite hard. So it's a bit of a struggle to sort of keep going back when you're just replaying the same thing over and over again. Um, something that is quite amusing, but just one of those things. Um, like the characters who are with you, like the characters sort of turn up at various points in the game. You can actually shoot them and they die. It's just... Something that is funny to me is a nice little touch that they've put in the game. Obviously, you have to start the mission again, but every now and then, I'm just for shits and giggles, I shoot one of the characters and then I have to start it again. Um, it's lots of fun. Um, I'm still playing Gun Club VR. That's a lot of fun. It's had a massive update recently. Like It was updated around Halloween, so there's loads of pumpkins. Um, but it also had this huge gun update, so I bought loads of new guns because I had loads of money to spend, um, and like just some super cool guns. Um, it's got the Vector like, submachine gun, um, and this super cool handgun that looks like the gun from um, an anime that I can't think of the name of. Um, so yeah, still plugging away at that. That's a lot of fun. Like I say, I'm hoping to get Pistol Whip today, so I'll give that a whirl, let you know how that is, if I do, in fact, get it. Um, actual computer games, no surprises to anybody. Um, up until last night, I was still playing Breakpoint. I say that because I believe I have quote-unquote finished Breakpoint. Breakpoint is set up in a certain way where you can't, really finish it it's a game that's designed to bring you back on a daily basis so it just keeps generating missions the collectible side of breakpoint i haven't finished 
because if I'm honest, it's boring the living shit out of me. Um, I have finished the story and all of the actual physical side missions that were available. Um, the way the story is done, it's bollocks. Um, it, it, it's just... I can now review it as a game. I feel that it is finished because I feel like I don't want to go and do the collect the collecting the collectibles. Um it's in Wildlands, and I don't want to keep going back to Wildlands, I don't want to keep harping on, but it's a direct comparison, you know, it's the next game in the series. In Wildlands you felt like there was a purpose for collecting stuff. You collected the upgrade points so you could upgrade your character. You collected the weapons to get better weapons. In this, it's like, oh, go and collect this piece of intel that makes no fucking difference to the game. Ah, oh, all right then. Oh, go and collect this this um, attachment for your gun that makes no difference to your gun. Because chances are, by the time you actually come to use it, you'll have changed your gun. And it doesn't fit that gun. And it doesn't matter anyway, because you always put a silencer on your gun. So what fucking difference does it make? It's that sort of thing. Um, so, as far as doing the collection stuff, I honestly don't care. Doing the faction missions, again, I don't care. These are the ones that, are con that continue to be generated. I saw a load of stuff recently where um, Ubisoft have announced that Breakpoint is a flop. The reason for that is that they feel they've done it wrong. And the community agrees. They have pledged to put the AI team back in. And make some substantial updates to the game. To make it better. Admittedly the updates that they're making out. That they're going to make. To me don't sound like they're going to make the game better. They're going to make the game worse. But apparently these are the things that people are asking for. Putting the team in is going to make a big difference. But admittedly I completed the entire game on my own. I said to somebody today that the phrase, the, the word underwhelming doesn't cover that game enough. Such a huge disappointment of a game. Um, I had, I eventually had high hopes for it because I had been led to believe that it was going to be something that it clearly wasn't. The game has no substance. It has no point to anything you do. You can play story missions. You unlock story missions at various points, but then you you unlock like four or five, which you can do in any order. They make out the like that that John Berthenthal. Uh, he, the character he plays is like this super bad guy, but I managed to go do the mission where you kill him, and still have other missions left to do, like other actual story missions left to do. I was like. Well, it can't be that much of a bad guy if he's already dead and I haven't finished the game. There was this really cryptic ending where this stuff's happening and nobody knows what's happening or why. It is clearly set up so that there's going to be more content. Obviously, that'll be DLC so they can get the money out of you. <coughs> but it's just... It misses the mark on nearly every single thing. The weapon, like the weapon upgrade system, I know I was slagging it off two minutes ago, but it's actually one of the things I like most about it. 
the bivouac system's kind of cool. Um, that might actually be it. The vehicles are terrible. They drive awful. The helicopters are almost identical to how they were in Wildlands, so they're fine. But you're so always like 20 kilometers or 10 kilometers away from something, but you can fast travel. So why would you use the vehicle to fly there? Why wouldn't you just fast travel closer and then use a vehicle? Don't use a land vehicle because they're all shit. Just essentially teleport, fast travel, whatever close to your objective get in a helicopter and fly like one kilometer land do what you need to do it's just for how much it pains me to say it it's just a bad game um ubisoft have admitted it's a flop and it was you know that they they really fucked it up and i full i fully agree with them it's terrible um yeah, they just really missed the mark. Um, off the back of this, as I've already said previously, they are holding back a load of other games to make massive changes to them, which is a good thing. But I honestly don't know whether they have have the capabilities to produce good games. They've they've set out this model that they're gonna they're hard line stick to, but the model they've set out is really bad. So I think the greed is getting the better of them we'll see if they learn from this they they have told the community that they've learned from it i honestly don't think that's true because learning it always involves less money and these big companies don't want to make less money so we'll see like i say as far as i'm concerned i have finished that game now and i'll move on to other stuff i've got code vein to play which i sort of put on the back burner whilst i played breakpoint now i finish breakpoint i'll probably play that so there you go that is the podcast for this week ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining me thank you for coming along with this roller coaster ride let's have a look and see how long that was oh yeah that one's a doozy yeah Thank you, if you're still listening at this point, thank you very much for sticking with me. I did say it would be a long one, and it was. Until next time, I'll say bye, I'll see you then. So there you go, what do you think to that? Another one done. YouTube watchers, make sure YouTube subscribers, like, share, comment, all of that. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there, send us some love. So there we go. Until next time, I'll say bye, and I'll see you then.